All right, and we're live on You Took It Too Far. There we go, just like that, press of a button. Um, wow. I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I'm very excited. I have two good friends of mine. I have Sam Gatorboy Phillips and Don Pruitt, country music legend. Two, two absolute legends on the podcast over Zoom. They're in the same room. They have a professional mic set up. You guys we live have, together, so we're not breaking any laws. Right. You guys, you guys are going to get each other. You guys have already gotten each other sick in the past yeah, and gotten over. We're it. not breaking any current laws by living together. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking some old laws that have since been improved. How are you guys doing? I haven't talked to you guys in forever. You know, uh, pretty good overall. Not. How's, how's the quarantine treating you? Are you guys... Do you guys follow it? I can see you guys as being like anti-stay-at-home order. No, so people that think Mike DeWine is Hitler can go fuck themselves. <laughs> For people like, that might not know, that was a that, that's an actual thing. Like there was people comparing uh, Dr. Acton of Ohio and DeWine to like Nazi. What, what were those called? Like immunity papers or something? Yeah, I mean. We're not there yet. He responded well. She responded pretty well. Uh, there's places like California that are way more locked down. We don't live there. So yeah. don't worry about it. We're fine here. You can still go outside and go to the store this entire time. Like, I, not Nazi Germany. <laughs> Here's my question for the protesters of the state of home order. What was so fantastic that you were doing before this all happened? what's changed for these people? You can't, they can't go to Chili's now. <laughs> it's the what? illusion of freedom. You they live just in like, Michigan. They don't go anywhere, but they want to think that they can. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but they're still going to the same place. They still get takeout from the restaurants that they were eating at every day and they still go to Walmart every day. So I don't see much of a difference other than facial attire. Their hair looks like shit. Yeah. My hair. No, their hair, your hair looks good. In their defense, their hair looks like shit most of the time. Yeah, it's just so. colored and looks stupid. Now it's uncolored and looks stupid. <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in like eight weeks. It's killing me. I cut my hair uh, about every four or five days. With a- I committed to becoming a hippie right before this. So You're transitioning, You're transitioning to hippie? Yeah. I'm going to join a jam band, and, uh, and we're going to be called Mandel Brown. <laughs> Named after Cincinnati's top-rated plastic surgeon for three years running, but those are not the most recent three years. <laughs> his, uh, he's, his face is on the billboard, and uh, I know he didn't do his own plastic surgery, so maybe he's better than whoever did his, but he looks bad. <laughs> so you guys are telling me that you passed by a billboard in Cincinnati of a plastic surgeon, and you thought it was hilarious, and now you're running with it. It's very close to, to our house, and recently, because uh, I would see it on my way home from work a lot, and recently uh, they changed it to, to be up with these trying times. So now, if you want plastic surgery during the, the coronavirus pandemic from Cincinnati's top-rated plastic surgeon three years running. <laughs> Not the most recent three years. Not the most recent three years. What, what, what change did he make to accommodate... Uh, What's the new billboard? Uh, it's permanent mask. Uh, he wears a blue shirt in this one, I think. 
Can we talk about for a second the uh, conglomerates and corporations that are trying to put out corona-friendly ads? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> I, mean, I, uh, second, I, I got one for you. Okay, uh, go I was ahead. watching TV the other day with Andy. Uh, or Don. Or <laughs> fucked it up already. Uh, and uh, this ad comes on, and it's, and it's white type on a black background. And it says, um, you know, corporations shouldn't be telling you how to live during this time and it keeps going with that tone for a little bit and the whole time I'm sitting there going what what fucking corporation is this uh it was frito-lay so <laughs> <laughs> frito-lay won't tell you how to live there's a corona beer one that we saw like yesterday that was like oh we took a big hit this time around <laughs> fuck we got unlucky corona like, beer uh, i keep on seeing gonna one. be a good one for cinco de mayo ah <laughs> I keep on seeing uh, uh, pizza, pizza companies like chain chain pizza places. Their ads are like, okay, well, they're sealed in the box. We put a sticker over the box. No one's. I said, I hope you weren't touching my pizza after it got out of the oven before. <laughs> I mean, someone's gonna be at a point where they're breathing on it. Like you got to put the sticker on it. It's not there in the oven. Yeah, the like they they pull it out, they put it in the box, and they put the sticker over it similar to like a, a seventh grade Washington DC field trip where they put pieces of tape over the hotel doors. I don't know that cause I grew up there. I don't think they did that at my school that, or we just didn't find out because I was a big old dork and we didn't sneak out of our rooms. You wanted I like to think it. I would have found out. I, I thought it was too mainstream to go on the seventh grade DC trip. So I abstained and I stayed home and did uh, government work worksheets instead. <laughs> Mine was a, it was eighth grade and it was during swine flu. So oh, we had a, we had a more spacious bus than we anticipated. Are we going to swine flu, coronavirus? I, 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 are these like the markers that we're going to be using from now on to like document periods of time in our lives? Uh, I think that one was just convenient. Yeah. Like when was the last time you used like the SARS outbreak? I don't even know when that happened. Like 04 or 304. Yeah. I was reading patents the other day. <laughs> you were reading I patents? saw a lot of people sharing patents for like the SARS vaccine from like 2004. And they were like, they knew about coronavirus and they made it. And I can tell from this. And I was like, nah, it's just a, a vaccine for a different thing. It's pretty same similar. Same type of coronavirus. Yeah. It's a similar disease. You know, COVID-19 uh, means that it's the 19th coronavirus. And therefore, uh, we shouldn't be scared of it. Yeah, I thought they just came up with that. Now, people are like, this is not, I was like, there's been d diseases before. This has happened. There's it's been it's 2019. That's why yeah. they call it COVID-19. <laughs> you know, but there's been other uh, coronavirus, like, you know, it's like the flu, but like, it's a new strain. Am I yeah. wrong when I say that? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not either. But I feel like in more times than ever, you're allowed to be unqualified and share your opinion on the internet. That's true. I've gotten back into tweeting. So I've gotten really into Facebook arguments. <laughs> he tells me about. <laughs> I want to get into. What are you arguing about? Just like the current, like the, the coronavirus, or other, you um, general political arguments on Facebook. Sometimes, if people are like, uh, maybe uh, they'll share something political that's just like an outright lie i'll maybe be like hey this is an outright lie they don't like that or uh sometimes people will share like racist stuff and i'll be like hey man that's a, that's a little racist and they'll be like no and they, they got all worked up 
but then I get worked up too, and it's uh, it's not helping any anyone or anything. Do you know the people that you're arguing with personally, or are you finding strangers online to argue with? Sometimes, sometimes it's like linking things to my dad's Facebook posts, uh, and then sometimes it's like uh, like I, I have to really pick and choose because I'll see people that I know from like playing country songs in bars, and they share their opinions, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to alienate that guy. <laughs> I I feel like there should be a uh, you know, like instead of a phone sex line, there should be a political argument line. <laughs> like two dollars a minute, you can just like voice all of your issues, and like, some poor woman has to listen. Does <laughs> does she argue back? Yeah, that's the whole point. Okay, you get your. Cause I, I enjoy political arguments. Why is it a I, woman? What? Why is it a woman? No, that, that's how they are. <laughs> <laughs> so who is? <laughs> Just to let you guys know, I lost my uh, producer. Aaron. Producer Will? Did he? Uh, producer Will. He's, what happened? Uh, I don't know how you say it professionally. I just, uh, we both moved on in our careers. How, is that what you're supposed to say? <laughs> What's he doing now? It's so fucking big. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't tell you, but uh, I'm the one that booked. Gator Boy and Don Pruitt, so. Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't think producer Will would have booked us. We're a little off color for his brand. Uh, you know, I don't know. But, but the, the moral of that story is that I don't have anyone doing any technical work or editing on these podcasts now because I do not know how. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your slurs to yourself, Sam. I'm just saying if you want to be racist... That's fine, but everyone's going to know about it. No, I'm not drunk, so we're all right. I'm going to get unhired by Saturday Night Live. <laughs> hey, uh, we, uh, we have a contingency plan uh, for if whatever we're doing now doesn't work out, and it's go be head writers on SNL. Uh, so, you know, this might actually help or hurt that. I don't yeah. know. That seems like a fantastic idea. You become a head writer at SNL. You get a cool black friend. You marry Scarlett Johansson. And you get paid a lot of money. It seems like the perfect job. I don't want to do weekend update. I was going to be like a Michael Che thing more. Uh, he's Michael Che and uh, I like Beck Bennett. So I'm going to be Beck Bennett. You're a Beck Bennett guy? Yeah. I think he's funny. Yeah. Did you get, I, no, Beck Bennett's like one of the, I feel like he's a really versatile character on SNL right now. Are, have you guys been watching the SNL at home episodes? Have you guys Not watched? even a little bit. I have. <laughs> They're so, Andy, what did you think of them? They're so bad. I thought they were all right. Like, there's the occasional sketch that I think is, uh, like, pretty good. And some of them that I'm like, oh, this is dog shit. Um, That's kind of par for the yeah. course. There's, like, some people, like, like I like the, I don't know, there was a stupid Kate McKinnon one where she just, like, showed her same cat, like, over and over and presented it like it was a cat rescue. And that it was a different cat. I liked that one. <laughs> and she would, like, just put glasses on it. And she'd be like, this one's feisty or whatever. But, like. Oh, well, she's fucking funny. And I liked the. Uh, gonna get some some flack for this but i like the uh the the pete davidson rap video that they got adam sandler in on too i thought that was good yeah i thought that was funny but yeah. i'm like a diehard sandler fan exactly like i will support him till the end i won't you don't like adam sandler no i do i just i was like to be contrarian more <laughs> Hey, that's what makes good radio. I'm hoping that you'll disagree with most of what I say. Uh, can we do like a Howard Stern thing where you bring in uh, 
over the hill models and make them ride a very weird vibrator. <laughs> I came across one of those videos on accident for the record. On accident. Because you were looking for something way more fucked up. <laughs> exactly. And it was kind of a preface to what I was actually looking for. And I was like, this actually happened. Yeah. Like a lot, man. Like Carmen Electra, Octomom did it. Octomom? That's weird. Yeah. Do you remember the lady that had eight kids at once? I always mistake Octomom for like a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. No, you're thinking of like the octopus guy played by Alfred Molina. It's a very different thing. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's a good actor. <laughs> Dr. Octopus. Doc Oc. Oh, we've been, uh, speaking of octopuses and octopussy, we've been watching uh, James Bond movies because uh, those are the fucking best. We watched one. We watched three. Oh, yeah. It's been a long <laughs> time, Andy, man. Don't worry, they're all the same. I was uh, drunk for all of them. So They're, they're all great, uh, except Love for them. Timothy Dalton. Not Have you good. guys been increasing your substance abuse? <laughs> Since we've been locked in, no, no, you're not increasing dosage on anything that I don't wouldn't know the name of. I <laughs> I uh, I've drank more, right? Because of this, because like when I'm when I go to bars and stuff, like when things are open, uh, I'll only have like a a beer or two a lot of the time because right. I have to like drive my car, right. Uh, but since I'm home and I got nothing else going on, I'm like, well, I want to go to sleep tonight. So <laughs> yeah, it's like I said on the last episode, uh, I have my brain trained to think it's okay to consume alcohol as long as I don't have to get up early in the morning. And now you don't have to at all. And that's every single day. So that's yeah. been a little bit of an issue. Man, I've been looking for something that I can't find outside of hospitals and veterinarian offices. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm just waiting on that. <laughs> a white coat? Uh, yeah, we can call it that. PPE. <laughs> PPE, yeah. It's very sporadic. Yeah, trying to up my dosage uh, of, of that. Not a thing that begins with the letter K. Have you guys been wearing masks? I have to wear a mask at work because oh. I'm essential. That's right. You are essential because you're working at... Do Thank you, you everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everybody driving your cars right now and crashing into the into the median. <laughs> you can stop clapping now. <laughs> I'll honk if you love him for being essential. <laughs> love this podcast with someone's commute cast. You know, it was my commute cast for a bit. I don't know where anybody's commuting right now, but well, yeah, that's true. But well, thank you for listening, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's on, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know. What, am I going to find another one? <laughs> Uh, there's no one else good out there doing there's no other comedy podcasts if i if i recall correctly the last time i searched it was just this one but where would you find a podcast of comedians who aren't technically comedians they're aspiring <laughs> there's not many amateur we're not that where would you have an aspiring comedian interviewing an aspiring country singer and aspiring mma fighter is that We're chasing shit. dreams out here, people. <laughs> is that your title now, Sam? Aspiring MMA fighter? I mean, uh, that's the goal. That's all I think about day and night. Look, he's a dreamer, all right? <laughs> Are you not writing at all anymore? No, nah, I am. I'm just, uh, I'm working on a couple things that are actual, like, fiction stories. 
they all take place in California in between, you know, like 1968 and 1980, because that's the only thing that matters. Um, <laughs> and uh, other than that, I'm, I'm currently writing out my entire, uh, like, fight game plan just to have it and possibly uh, sell it when I have the resume to back that all up. Because I will say, if you are listening to this episode right now, you are listening to two great writers in their respective fields, fiction, literary, and musical. Silly country songs. Yeah. Hey, man, we, uh, we actually, we wrote a song together recently uh, that I think is pretty good about some weird times we had in, in San Francisco one evening. Um, so that'll be somewhere eventually. <laughs> Well, let's well let's jump into it a little bit because you know for anyone who may not know, like Andy, you are an aspiring country so You're you're traveling pre-corona, let's say. Uh-huh. But how many nights a week were you doing mics? Um, I do open mics like generally at least twice a week. Sometimes there were a few times that I did like three or four, and then like I was starting to get gigs uh, more consistently on weekends and like even on the occasional like Thursday. So at the very least, I was like going out and playing songs like three or four nights every week. That's what I was going to say. Based on your uh, social media presence, it looks like you were getting booked like, like for re- like non-open. Like were you doing like paid gigs? Like actual? Yeah, yeah that's $150 for three hours. Oh yeah, baby. If you want to hire me, that's $150 for three hours of country songs with breaks. And he brings his own break playlist and PA. I bring my own break playlist and PA. That sounds like a, I I don't know what country I don't know what country music stars go for nowadays, but 150 for three hours of entertainment seems pretty. They go for more than that, so he's a goddamn great deal. I would also uh, DJ weddings. I have an aux cord. We can make a playlist. <laughs> It'll be Tiger by the Tail about 15 fucking times. There's a lot of Tiger by the Tail by <laughs> by Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. Oh man, that's a Buck Owens is one of my favorite country singers. Goddamn right, baby. Hey, but, Charlie. Do you know the album uh, Gunfighter Ballads by Marty Robbins? Yeah, 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 yeah. El Paso and... Uh, you know, Big Iron, et cetera. Big Iron, yeah. Cool Water. <laughs> cool Water on that? Pretty sure it's on that. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not, who's going to call me out? Yeah. I, know, I guess. <laughs> I don't think the 25 people that listen to this are big Marty Robbins fans. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> I think mean, they should be, but... One of them is, but I'm here, so... <laughs> You're probably not going to listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, are you gonna go back? I always what do you would you go back and listen to your own episode and no. self talk? You don't play I'm gonna it? scan. No. I'm gonna definitely do a scan. Uh but I'm probably gonna like, you know, get get other people's opinions on it, see how they thought we did, you know. But you can't really do any what are you doing MMA wise? Can you still you can you can't go to a gym or anything right now, can you? No, so I was uh, I was working at a a gym down in Oakley called Vision MMA and Fitness. It's a great little place um i happened to just find it one day on yelp when i was moving back here from california and uh everyone there is super nice and integrated me really quickly and easily um but then you know all this happened gym closed because uh, i was i was fighting uh training sparring etc about four times a week um you know jujitsu kickboxing muay thai and uh now all that stopped uh so basically what i'm trying to do now is keep up mental aspect learn more about the game itself 
um, strategies, watch old fights, figure out how people are winning, um, you know, how to control certain things, how to maintain your output <laughs> for the period of time that your fight is. Um, and then, like I said, I'm also going through and writing out my entire game plan. So it becomes ingrained in into myself and into my head. I can just act upon it. Um, but also, I mean, I have luckily a punching bag in the basement and I picked up a grappling dummy. It's uh, not Andy, is it? Oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> he has a large black uh, gimp-like grappling dummy <laughs> yeah, it, in the basement. It does not look good. And now it has a Cincinnati Cyclones lucha mask on it. Which actually makes it look better. Uh, and my girlfriend's been doing a bit recently where she's leaving me for the gimp uh, dummy. <laughs> I think they're a better fit for each other. Yeah, they probably yeah. are, man. Uh, so every time, you know, whenever I work on ground and pound, I really get my anger out on that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's, you know, he's taking your woman. Yeah. I know. And I think he doesn't even have a dick. That's what's fucked up about it. Whoa. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I, I told I told Sam that he could swear. So <laughs> I think he's trying to get in like a minimum amount of. Uh, <laughs> he's going to go a little bit more explicit than necessary a couple of times just to get it in there. <laughs> Got to get his shit in. <laughs> Uh, we've also been uh, we've been playing the uh, WWE video game quite a bit, uh, so I've been that's been a way to work on my my fighting as well because that translates. Can you hear my dog barking? No, Charlie, I can't. <laughs> Was that sarcastic? Because that would be great if you couldn't. No, I really can't. I can't hear your dog barking <laughs> at all. I think I took this little closet room in my house and uh, made it into a little home office for myself, and I think it's a lot more soundproof than I think. Yeah, I got nothing. All right, perfect. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I had to address it just in case listeners can hear it, but please. Do you practice delivering material like in that little room? Um, I, to be honest, I have not been writing that much stand up. Uh, I've been trying to do more fiction lately. Uh, Is it like, um, like the funny kind of fiction that you were writing previously? Yeah, I don't, I can't write anything serious. I've tried and it, it just, like, if I don't at least put in, like, a weird character that, you know, says something ridiculous or, I did have to write, like, a little bit of more serious stuff because I was forced to take a creative nonfiction class at Miami. Um, so I, I couldn't turn that into, like, the last assignment couldn't really be a funny one. It was, like, a contemplative essay and I couldn't figure out how to make it funny. I didn't feel like putting the energy into it. So. I wrote a contemplative essay on the mental state of comedians, which is not an overplayed subject at all. No, <laughs> I've, I've hardly heard anyone discuss it. And frankly, it's shocking to me all the time, the way that it just is brushed over. I got love with you. I just assumed that they were all mentally sound. Yeah, they seem fun. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah, Good laughing time. man. Yeah, laugh at the monkey or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> dance monkey, dance. I'm not here for your opinions. <laughs> I, like the, uh, I like that though, uh, you uh, like kind of making sure you put funny shit into uh into your like actual writing of sorts yeah i i'm not good at that at all man like well, i have uh, no interest in trying to write because what i really want to do is i want to write like screenplays or like tv scripts you know in stand-up i really don't have any interest in trying to get like a like a fiction story in some like serious literary magazine they're gonna reject you anyway so <laughs> yeah i mean i keep on submitting like my most vulgar story to publishers just to like maybe have them read it which i'm sure <laughs> they don't but well like, if you want any advice on a screenwriting you're actually talking to two screenwriters because uh we we uh wrote a comeback 
episode for Seinfeld. So I, I, I remember when you guys did that. <laughs> that was just a couple of years ago when you still were in school. Yeah. Yeah. Had it charted out just in the hallway. Yeah. We had it up so we could like walk by it and think on our idea. It was, it was flawless. There was a bit where Kramer uh, just kept juggling various things. You'd cut to him and he'd be juggling different shit. You know, you could, Kramer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I perhaps should preface that we did meet at Miami University when you both were in attendance there. Yes. So yeah. That's we how we went, met. We went to school there. Yeah, I, I'm a college graduate. I am also a college graduate. I'm, and now I fight for fun. And I am a country singer. So we didn't need to do that. <laughs> I feel like that's how exactly how I'm going to feel here in about a year when I graduate. And uh, hopefully, anyway, and not use my degree whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, I think the real benefit of college is uh, the stories and the people that you meet. Um, it's basically four years of summer camp, but kind of more fun uh, and also less fun. I agree. I think it's all about the the booze and the babes, bro. Yeah, dude. That was most of our experience was booze. And, it was hard. We uh we had to like literally schedule. I mean, we lived in a dorm together. Uh, we had a schedule when we were bringing babes over. Yeah, so all the time. Yeah. Oh man, life's tough. Take down after takedown. Life's tough for a couple of womanizers like you, gentlemen. Oh man, must be crazy out there. I can't even imagine. Now you're both taken, am I right? Yes, correct. Oh man, what a waste of uh, <laughs> masculine energy out in the world that we so desperately need. Oh no, it's it's uh, it's still out there. <laughs> We're just, you know, we've just been reined in. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm still uh, still getting a lot of weird compliments from older women, and you know that's what I live for. So I'm still uh, making up in my head that people are hitting on me. So, oh yeah, baby. Know. That's what I have to do now. Everybody in the masks. I'm like, I'm walking through the grocery store. I'm like, oh yeah, she she's checking me out. Masks, you can't really tell, but there's a smile under there. I know it. <laughs> yeah, look at the eyes, Charlie. The eyes tell the story. I'm. What's gonna kill you quicker? The virus or the bad looks that you get for not wearing a mask in the grocery store? The virus, Charlie. <laughs> the, the, the disease. Is it bad that I'm more scared of people thinking I'm an asshole for not wearing a mask than the virus itself? Um, yes. Does it make you wear a mask? Yeah, I wear a mask. Then no, no. That's good. I don't care. But, uh, I don't know, man. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get down too into that rabbit hole. <laughs> I've resorted to uh, at, at my job that I will not name uh, when I see customers that don't wear a mask and they ask me questions about like where stuff is. I just vaguely point. Yeah. I just like, I'm like, well, you can figure it out. I just yeah, stay keep, away from it. Keep, keep moving. <laughs> and I loudly cuss about them, but they can't tell that it's me for sure because they can't see my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's just sound from a general direction it, you know it could be anyone really i just walk into an area and i go what the fuck is happening and people are, are like i don't know who said that could be that guy that works couldn't here. be that guy that's pissed could clearly. be the lemons <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys doing uh now that you're you, you're living together you're stuck at home you know i mean andy you have to work <laughs> sam are you working at all like are you an essential employee anywhere uh, believe it or not, uh, working at an MMA gym was not deemed essential. I hate it when that happens. I'm starting work here this weekend, actually. Doing what? I'm going to work at a can factory. Ooh. It's gonna BPA be like or non-BPA? What's that? 
Is it going to be BPA lined cans or non BPA lined cans? Are you going to get cancer? This is very important to me. Uh, you know what? I won't. I won't know until I get there. I think they make like that's fishy. Whatever your classic, whatever your classic like Coca Cola can is in your beer cans. Probably not. I hope they don't have that in Coke cans. (laughs) That's what they make there. But I'm going to be working nights. Ooh. It's going to be a. It's going to be like Bukowski in the post office. Yeah. Is how I how I want to look at it. It's going to be just like Bukowski in post office. Exactly like exactly the same. Why wouldn't it be? Some weird shit, Charlie. Some lady's going to die? Yeah, it might. You know, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of ladies. Some lady's definitely going to die. Well, if it's just like Bukowski in post office, some lady's going to die. Oh, my God. I haven't read that book in forever. Did, some, a woman overdosed in post office, right? Yeah. That's right. I think it was an overdose. She died. Some lady died. Drank herself to death. Yeah. 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 And Over- he was like, ah, oh, that was a bummer. And then he, he kept drinking. So... <laughs> I, I feel like I wouldn't like Bukowski as much if I went back and. Do you still, you still like? Do you like Bukowski? Yeah, I like his headstone. What's his headstone? It's uh this which is tattooed on my arm, which is uh, for people that aren't watching this. Uh, Everyone. <laughs> no one's watching. This. It's an out. It's a vague outline of a uh, of, of a boxer with the words "Don't try" above it, and. Uh, I like that tattoo a lot. I like the headstone a lot. I, uh, in the middle of getting that tattoo, it was uh, a pretty trashy place in, um, where was it? It's not Athens. It's, uh, it's where the Masters is, Augusta, in Augusta, oh. Georgia. I, uh, I dropped my grandpa off for, uh, I think he was getting like an injection in his eye. So he was playing in the Masters. He was not playing in the Masters. He was golfing in um, the Masters. And uh, I was like, I got three hours to kill, so I got a tattoo. And in the middle of it, it was a very trashy uh, lady. And she left and gave two people nose piercings and then came back. <laughs> so I didn't care for that, but uh, we're about three years removed and I have not had problems yet. <laughs> so uh, you guys told me that you're, you're uh, working in an album right now, correct? Yes. That, that's what's taking up most of your free time? Uh, no. no? <laughs> it's taking up an amount of free time. We, we have been vaguely working on an album for like 10 months and now we're like slightly more focused on it and getting close to the home stretch. Yeah, we, uh, we have almost all the songs recorded, but we also keep writing new songs, yeah. uh, which is kind of a pain in the ass. And at a certain point, we're going to have to be like, well, we're not going to record any new songs. Well, how many songs do you plan on putting on this one album? I mean, 10 to 12, I think. 10, 12. That's, yeah, you know. Country? Uh, Americana. Americana. Country in in the most broad sense, I suppose. I mean, one song on there uh, that we recently recorded is basically just like a surf garage rock song with uh, some country vocals. And if you know who Hayes Carl is, it sounds a lot like him mixed with Bob Dylan. It's like hard country folk. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Name a couple more like a more like Americana artists for people that are listening. I, I feel like I don't even know that many. Like like, uh, like Jason Isbell, Charlie Crockett, Tyler uh, Childers, Corey and the Boys. Uh, Hayes Carl and Todd Snyder. Man, here's the problem. Oh, Johnny Fritz. If y'all don't know Johnny Fritz, you should look into Johnny Fritz. <laughs> He's a great country singer and LA's top real estate mogul. Is that it's true? Like a, it, yeah, not, I mean, no, but it's like, he's a real estate agent in LA. <laughs> it's country singers that don't feel obligated to sing songs about like jeans or trucks Which all is the time. The country music I like. I got into an argument. Uh, about country music recently 
because people who like country music that comes out now, it's it's not really country music, is it? I don't believe so. Like radio country? Yeah, like radio, like the poppy, uh, you know, like a, like a Luke Combs or like a... Or um, any I, mean, I think that mostly it's uh it's more pop than country unless you have uh, a lot of the guys that have been around for a little while so like um like a tim mcgraw toby keith um i think those guys are still country they can lean a little bit into the pop uh dirk bentley he's definitely a country guy um but some of his songs are more radio friendly but at the same time like he did the shit he played in bars there's exactly. also like a like a long history in country music. This is an awesome comedy podcast, by the way. This is a long history a comedy podcast. With you, <laughs> and neither of us are comedians. So. There's a, a long history in country music of uh, of like uh, there being certain artists that like everyone like. There's a lot of like purists that go, oh, they're way too uh, too mainstream and too radio. Like like we think Glenn Campbell is like true, honest to God country, but back in like the '60s and '70s, people thought that he was like silly and like you know, way overdoing like it so like there's part of me that like looks at like luke bryan being on american idol and uh and thinks he's like uh soulless and spineless uh <laughs> and then there's part of me that's like wow well, that's just the way that things have progressed and it's just become like a particularly corporate brand because that's also what what has happened to and i think TV one of the main general. differences is like with glenn campbell um you get like genuine like Wichita lineman type songs um, and like Southern Nights. Uh, and then with Luke Bryan, you get uh, Country Girl, Shake It For Me. So, you know. I feel like if they say country in the song, it's not country music. If that ain't country, David Allen Kell. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just, I, I don't like the, the false pandering of like just like listing names in songs. Yeah. That's always bothered me. Like anytime, like someone that like clearly does not listen to like Merle Haggard or Waylon Jennings. Like anytime, like Sam Hunt or someone is like mentions them in a song, I'm like, eh, that doesn't seem uh, real at all. Yeah, if it's, it's like, an, yeah, if it's like an off rhyme just to bring like just a name drop, like a yeah. former country music star, and it's like you probably never you turn on some T Pain and some Haggard or some shit yeah. like that. Like, what? What playlist are you listening to? The worst you know, one. Remind, this, is, this is a really specific reference, but I don't suppose you guys saw the uh, video where Bill Hader is doing an impression of Lorne Michaels name-dropping famous serial killers. I've definitely seen that. I have also seen that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the fun, that's what That's kind of what it makes me... Like, I love that video so much. Hey, there you go, comedy. We're talking about comedy now. Oh, yeah, baby. We're back. <laughs> And can we go away from comedy again? We took it too far <laughs> away from comedy, and now we brought it back. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. But um, no, but that's what that reminds me of. No, but, but what, what would you like to talk about, Sam? Is that, that... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't talked about Charlie Manson yet, <laughs> so I can go down that one. <laughs> what, what is that bit in that, in that Bill Hader video where he's like, they were at a restaurant with, was it not Charlie Manson, but um, Ted Bundy? And he's like, and then we had a young male waiter and then he walked away and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, yeah, of course you do. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to get up and go, uh, you know, take a piss. Uh, you guys. Sam's going to make. <laughs> I'm going to go see a man about a horse is what I should have said to begin with. Ow. <laughs> he just need me right in the knee. 
You Took It Too Far is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow, when you want a shitty pillow, try MyPillow. Was that the, uh, are you like doing, have you listened to the Oh Hello? Yeah. <laughs> the most genius thing about John Mulaney and Nick Kroll doing that podcast is when they do the fake ad reads. Yeah. That is the funniest Oh my God, I wish I could remember more of them off the top of my head, but every single time they do that. The most specific gripe they could possibly have. But I, so they're doing that for charity. I love all the, like the charity podcasts that Sam, I paused recording when you left and then Andy wanted to do an ad read. Uh, my pillow ad read into like an elbow. <laughs> ad read. He's so, a great politician. <laughs> so we're recording again. So there'll just be a cut, a random cut in this podcast, and then Andy doing a my pillow ad read. Pretty humble of Charlie, by the way, to not mention that he's he's decked out in my pillow swag. Yeah, um, and I bet he's also wearing me undies. Yeah, I don't think they make me undies in my size. I looked into it. Well, oh, they sad. made them just for you. I feel like they're really, uh, they're really uh, kind of missing out on a big portion of podcast listenership and hostship at that point. So, if you, I mean, if you can't wear them, can Burt Kreischer? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I put on, when I put on uh, MeUndies that are designed with hearts, they turn into lungs once I put them on. It's... <laughs> 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 oh, man. That was, that was a pretty good joke, Charlie. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> yeah, I miss doing comedy so much. <laughs> well, can I tell you a fun fact I just learned while I was pissing it on Twitter? You're pissing on Twitter? Yeah, it's a terrible website. <laughs> no, um, scrolling Twitter midstream? Oh yeah, I I can't be alone for a second. <laughs> okay, continue. So uh, I was going through it, and basically most of my Twitter is like MMA and. Uh, baseball and wrestling and uh you know this one wrestling account tweeted um a fact that i thought was really interesting (laughs) where uh basically you know andre the giant we're talking about big guys (laughs) yeah i saw princess bride yeah all right right so um so you know you know how big is i'm sure most people have seen princess bride if they haven't ever seen any wrestling a large man he's huge i've never seen andre the giant wrestle but i've seen princess bride a multitude of times Right, exactly. So you know how big he is. He's about that large, yeah, but in, wrestling. <laughs> uh, but this isn't about wrestling. So uh, back, back in the old days, you know, guys would be trying to kill time on the road, going from stop to stop in cars. And, uh, and they, would, they would stop and to get in some, like, exercise, hang out, drink some beers, uh, you know, do some pills. They would go uh, kayaking. And uh, apparently Andre the Giant really, really wanted to go kayaking too. And they were like, Andre, you cannot fit in the kayak. There is no way in hell you're fitting in this kayak. And uh, he goes, okay, well, do, do we have any other options? And uh, Jake the Snake Roberts says, yeah, we, got, we have a canoe as a joke. And uh, then Andre the Giant, just from that point on, would use a canoe as a kayak because he was too goddamn big to fit in a kayak. Okay. And we- <laughs> <laughs> well, I just lost my MyPillow sponsor after that. <laughs> <laughs> but you gained a MeUndies sponsor and a kayak sponsor. <laughs> uh, Want to turn your kayaking uh, adventure into the Poseidon adventure? Get Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's long dead. 
Yeah, it's a shame. How long did he live? Not long, I'm presuming. How old was he? Forty. I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere around there. It seems right. I feel like you don't live very long when you're that large. And then you drink like a keg of beer a day. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I did read something once where it said like he would drink like forty beers or something. Oh, that's a light day for that guy. That's crazy. He would just pound them, and then he apparently would like drink enough at like hotel bars and shit to where he would eventually just like pass out at the bar which is a problem when you are seven feet tall and 500 pounds because like they're like well he's dead weight so i guess he's just sleeping here i would arguably say it's a problem when anyone does it but yeah but you can move most people yeah that's a good point you can kick out most skinny drunks hey we got we have a new guest on the podcast okay introducing uh andy's cat this is Alex Cat. This is a uh, Felix. She's not psyched to be on the show. Actually, meowing into the mic, so she's. I I have to cut her a check now. So. <laughs> and uh, she's so good at ad reads. <laughs> that was an ad read for whatever brand. What do you buy? Mix. Meow meow meow. <laughs> I wish I wish I could think of a genius bit like they did to do fake ad reads that are just super specific and hilarious. Yeah. And, or, uh, Sam, have you been listening to Oh Hello's, like, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's podcast that they've been doing? No. It's good. It's a good podcast. Short yeah. episodes? I know. I, I'll get around to uh, I got to get through. Uh, I started listening to a, uh, th- a political thriller on Audible. So I got to get through that 12 hours first. <laughs> like Tom Clancy or something? What are you uh, no, it's a, it's a guy named Jack Carr. He was, uh, he was on Rogan. And I was curious. I was trying to recommend to my grandpa, who's big, big into those kind of books, and he already knew them. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna buy the book and read it because I'm curious." But the book's all sold out. Um, so you know, I listened to uh, my grandpa's Audible. And he can't read too good either. Yeah, remember the eye injections? What What is your guys' opinion on the Audible book? Can you say that you read something if you listen to it on Audible? Can, like, or do you have to say that you listen to it? You consumed it. You consumed. That that sounds worse somehow. That sounds like. (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, you know, when I, I'm not the biggest fan of listening to books. I've never listened to a book, but I like to read them. uh, I like to listen to podcasts or like music. So if I can't find it, I don't like when people tell me that they that they. like reading and then i'm asking like i ask them what they're reading and then they tell me an audiobook that i feel like i'm cheated yeah there. that's i think that's where we come to an issue but if for ease of conversation yeah. you say you read something if we're talking about books and someone says i'm listening to this audiobook then i'm not gonna like be like you suck but like don't tell me you read it i was talking to someone recently and uh i was like you reading any good books lately and she was like yeah i'm reading a nicholas sparks book right now i said i asked you if you were listening to any good books lately <laughs> Um, I mean, that man's rolling in cash, so there's something there. That doesn't mean he's a good writer. Wouldn't you venture to say that most good writers are poor? Literary-wise? I mean, I think they make enough to get by if you're really good, uh, if you make it at all. And I think they kind of blow their money, too. I feel like they're not the penny savers. The most like historically famous writers weren't exactly, you know, penny pinchers. I mean, if we're referring to like Hunter Thompson, first like blue checkmark Twitter writer, I think that's a different thing, you know. 
I'm searching for that blue check mark. How many more followers do I have to get to get one? Like 10,000 or something? How many, how many do you have? I have a gentleman's 251. So uh, does that mean you have less or more? <laughs> I like how, I like how specific you were about knowing that. When did you check that last? Um, I check it roughly every 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> This'll be the one. I mean, I think, I think, uh, if you can get over a thousand, I've seen people with check marks just at like, a tw like 2,000, 1,500. Uh, and I don't know what they're famous for, but they respond to everything. Certain people tweet <laughs> certain people. I get very angry about Twitter because I, I tweet jokes that I want to like eventually use, like I use them to test. And then some Todd Berry just, steals them all. <laughs> and then someone will just tweet like something so cliche and ridiculous. Fourteen thousand likes. Well, I mean that's like with the Nicholas uh, Sparks thing. Yeah. Is it the best book? No. Uh, do a lot of people read it because it's easily digestible and relatable in some way? Probably. I get irritated when I see like like a a, a tweet with a bunch of retweets that like I've already seen like 10 times before. Like the fact that like there's still people that they see like a parody account tweeting some like really, I guess, basic shit. I didn't like using that as the word. Uh, and then getting like a billion retweets. I, um, I've recently found an interesting rabbit hole on, on Instagram. Um, <laughs> My uh, my discovery feed has uh, basically, as always, MMA stuff, baseball stuff, memes here and there, uh, quantum physics, and then also that's not a lie. <laughs> um, uh, and then my also, discovery feed on Instagram has mostly women in bikinis on it. I don't know what that says about me. It says you keep pressing on them, Charlie. Mine is M <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart in leather jackets fan pages. <laughs> God, you love some Mel Gel. <laughs> that was so specific. Wait, it, am I? Is that Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, her in a w just pictures of her wearing leather jackets. Why leather jackets? I don't know because someone found the need to make an account based on that. There's an account for everything nowadays. I ought to just start one of those. I'd have a better chance of getting famous off one of those accounts than I do my I, I'd like to start a meme account based off of a specific uh, kind of shitty disco song by a band with like 10 otherwise good songs. I was just going to ask you if you wanted to plug your Dr. Hook Twitter. Sexy Eyes? At Sexy Eyes 3000, I believe. Uh, something along those lines. Uh, we're close to that blue check mark too. We have a gentleman's 13 followers. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I still think I'm one of them, and I have no idea why. Because <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Every Did you see the most recent one? <laughs> the most Every once in a while, there's actually one where I'm like, if you knew what this song was in this band, this is good. Yeah. Not only knowing the song, but you also have to have seen the music video and picked up on the fact that his eyes are just dead the entire time. Uh. <laughs> I feel like he was probably pretty upset that he had to make that song, right? We're going to go down Dr. Hook. I don't know. I, uh, at the very least, he seems pretty upset whenever he gets tagged at this point because he used to like play along with us and like tweet back and be like, oh, you put it's sexy on the mountain or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and now like he just cold shoulder just does not. He was tweeting back to you? Recently, so maybe yes. that plays into it. How do you pronounce his last name? Lacourier? What is it? Lacourier. Okay. He was tweeting back at you? Yeah. Briefly. 
Sometimes we also get faves from like very old uh, British women. Yeah. <laughs> my my most appreciated Twitter interaction lately has been uh, I don't know if you guys know who the comedian Pete Corielli is. Nope, not a chance. He he does a podcast with Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm. You know who Sebastian Maniscalco is. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, he does a podcast, and he, I don't know, Pete might be more off-the-cuff funny than Sebastian. Like, he's just very quick-witted. So I tweeted him jokes that I know he would like on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he responds to them, which I really appreciate. That's awesome. Uh, my best Twitter interaction was with uh, celebrity chef Andrew Zimmern <laughs> of about 18 different shows. Uh, <laughs> and uh, for about two years... Uh, I would just tweet at him where I could get a, a nice sport coat and he never responded. And then one day he was doing a thing that was ask chef AZ and uh, he was, he was responding to people who asked him questions with videos and I figured now was, now was my time. So I tweeted at him and he tweeted back a video uh, where he just really ripped into me. Oh my God. <laughs> really <laughs> trashed Oh my me. God. I remember that. <laughs> like you have a Grow up. Yeah, he's like, I'm not your dad. <laughs> just tore you to pieces that was fantastic put in, put in a weird reference to basketball coaching legend bobby knight he told me i was a little a, weird get one from him maybe <laughs> sam do you want to plug your twitter so if people want to go and look at... so you can get a follow no not really <laughs> i thought i'd ask i would ask people if they want to like plug anything uh, oh i actually do want to plug uh one thing for real though yeah um i uh i've started a a, a t-shirt company um, and it is called Live Forever, Die Whenever. It's uh, on Instagram. You can find it. Uh, it's also a website. If you put dashes between all those words and then add .com, because some asshole took Live Forever, Die Whenever without the dashes. Uh, <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> and it's, it's, it, I looked it up. It's nothing. They're just holding on to it. Um, but, you know, we're, uh, we're about to roll out sales. We got some cool shirts going on. Um, Tell me more about that. I had no idea you were doing this. What kind of teat? What's the uh, the gist? The teat? What's the elevator pitch on live? What is it? Live forever, die whenever. Yes. Um, well, basically, um, I, I thought of that phrase one day when I was doing some stuff with one of my buddies. Um, and uh, you thought of this phrase? Yes, I, I thought. Never of been phrase. said before. Uh, well, not certainly been said before, probably. Some guy took it, remember? Yeah, but it's nothing, so it's okay. <laughs> it's yours for all intents and purposes. Um, and basically, uh, all the shirts are essentially bordering on Americana themed. You know, we use a Longhorn skull in in a lot of them. Um, different variations on that show up. We have a uh, we have like a, a one really cool long sleeve shirt. Uh, we got a nice little cowboy smoking and smoking a cigarette with a support your local cowboy going down the sleeves. I might uh, have to get one of these things. Oh, dude, it kicks ass. I don't know if we make them in your size, but. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You and me on these both. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, we got another one. Uh, it's freedom now legalize everything um, because, uh, you know, we might as well try it. Whatever we're doing right now is not working. So. <laughs> Give us like a month of legal everything and see if we work it all out. Sam's a big Epstein sympathizer, so he wants everything legalized. Okay, I'm going down the rabbit hole. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, I don't think we can go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) No, I'm just, he didn't kill himself and that's abundantly clear and now no one gives two shits. Isn't that common 
that was common knowledge that no one thought he actually killed himself, did he? Yeah, but then we just forgot to keep looking into it. I feel like we do that with most things. Yeah, but yeah. this one was a big thing. Well, our plates got pretty full, Sam. <laughs> Convenient, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you don't man. hear about the Hong Kong protester Epstein or Charles Manson anymore. <laughs> don't hear about long dead Charles Manson. <laughs> Three years is not long dead, Andrew. <laughs> talking about charles manson anymore well i know tarantino you know covered him pretty extensively oh my god have you seen that movie oh it's fantastic it's my favorite movie oh really? god we watched yeah oh yeah we watched it again uh the other the other night about two weeks ago and um i, I you know those big bottles of barefoot wine that are like eight cups of wine like the the, the liter and a half yeah so i drank a liter and a half of wine um and, uh, you know, uh, Andy was in his own state of mind at the point, And we laughed for the entirety of it. That, that movie is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's also beautiful. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's an amazing movie, like, in all regard. But it is really funny, too. Oh, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about the ending in case, like, one person listening to this goes, oh, man, I should watch that. Yeah, it's a good one. The one that I will say, the funny the, – it's not the funniest thing, but for some reason it made me laugh the hardest is when it's a little flashback to him using the flamethrower. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, Jesus, that's hot. And he's like, can we turn it down? He's like, Rick, it's a flamethrower. Can we do anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a flamethrower. All right. Yeah, that man. my favorite. Oh, oh. no. I'm, I have, I'm sorry. The funniest scene of the entire movie is when he uh, – argues with himself and threatens to kill himself for drinking too much in his trailer <laughs> after he flew Dude, I think that's a good scene, but I think the funniest scene is the ending. I mean, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a riot, man. The <laughs> and they also have the best uh, depiction of uh, psychedelic use in any form of media, I think, because most time you see it, it goes to like weird cartoon bullshit, which is not how life happens uh, when you're on psychedelics. And in the movie... Brad Pitt just like moves his hand in front of his face and loses his mind over that for a second. And I think that's way more accurate. What did they take in the movie? What's psychedelic? Does it matter which one you take? Are they different? Yes. What's the key difference? Um, I mean, there's a lot of them, <laughs> but the most common ones would be mushrooms and LSD. Right. Mushrooms uh, make you, at least me, feel like very warm uh, if I were to take them. Uh, I imagine I would feel very warm. It feels like an episode of Rogue. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I assume that I would not want to wear shoes um, and be very connected to the earth and maybe start seeing everything in honeycombs. Um, and uh, with LSD, because it is synthetic, it is way more uh, clinical feeling. It feels like it was made in the lab. It's a little colder. Uh, which is why I think I would not like that one more than mushrooms were I to do either. Well, you really covered your bases there. I appreciate that. And now yeah. Speaking in strict hypotheticals. In strict yeah. hypotheticals. And also, if anyone knows a, uh, a doctor or a veterinarian, please reach out to me. <laughs> Trying to get that PPE, Trying folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is how I'm using the mic stand now. I just need a cool doctor or veterinarian. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I appreciate you guys doing this. Uh, did you? Did we want to cover anything else? I mean, we hit our time. Um, Who dictated the time? No one dictates time. I'm going by average time. Um, I'm gonna plug myself. Yeah, I, go to Facebook.com/slash. Never heard. Of it. 
Pruitt Music. That's D-O-N-P-R-U-E-T-T Music. Uh, and then uh, don't find me anywhere else unless you want to. I don't know. He's very good. I can play songs. Um, and uh, eventually, hopefully at some point in the next couple months, we will come out with the album. Um, Working title yet? Uh, title? Do we have a title? Uh, uh, your old pal. And then Don Pruitt's Don Pruitt, right? Yeah, like yeah. leads in. Yeah. Um, there name. might be uh, there might be some raccoons involved in the album cover, so we'll see. I might have a raccoon hookup. Might. Strict hypotheticals. If we were to have a raccoon hookup, we might use it. What would a raccoon hookup be? The tree in your backyard? Nah, man. It's we can't get into it. Man, we'll talk about it uh, uh, when we're uh, off the record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I can get on this. I can get on these Zoom calls for as long as I want now because I'm now a paying member to Zoom. Oh God damn! They limited it before. Well, see, I think when all this first happened, you know, there's 40 minutes for free, and then they were letting people do whatever they wanted because of the circumstances. And now Zoom apparently thinks that uh, you know things aren't as bad, so they want you. They put the 40 minute uh, cap back on there. I mean, I've only used Zoom one time. Uh, it was for a Passover seder that my mom hosted. Um, and we did not get kicked off, but I think that was when things were still bad and there were definitely no cases anymore. I've never used it, but it's good that there are no cases anymore. There are no cases of COVID-19 anywhere. We're done. We've beaten it because it's springtime now. (laughs) It dies in heat. Not only does it die in heat, but it dies when you want to go outside and have fun. Mm -hmm. It dies when our hair gets a little longer. And your roots are showing. (laughs) I think that's a perfect place to stop. We ended with professional medical advice. I mean, I think yeah. that's a fantastic way to end. I really appreciate you guys doing this. I mean, truly, I was looking forward to I apologize that I couldn't get you into a real studio when we were back down, when I was back down in Southern Ohio. Oh, we've been there. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to go there. Well, maybe someday in the future. No. Another- Charlie, I, I didn't have to leave my house. I didn't have to drive. I'm not going anywhere again. Yeah, we're done. We're done with going places. <laughs> Even okay. though there's no cases, we're still done with going. <laughs> you didn't want to go in. I didn't want to go anywhere pre I treat everyone in my hometown like they are already sick. So now that they might actually be. Yeah. I'm staying home. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank of you. Course. Thank you, Charlie. We here at You Took It Too Far would like to offer a brief fact check. The uh, fact about Andre the Giant using a canoe as a kayak was a lie. Everything else was true.